ان الحمدللہ والصلاۃ والسلام علی اشرف الانبیاء وعلى اله واصحابه ومن والاه وبعد my dear brothers and sisters inshallah we will look at the main points of juz amma the 30th sipara and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a source of guidance for us and to help us to understand his kalam inshallah the juz has 37 surahs and all but two are makki except for suratul bayyana and suratul nasr all the others are surahs which are called makki surahs it also contains the first revelation which is the first ayat of suratul araq which you heard in tarawih today like all makki surahs this is uh, the focus of this is on tauhid and on akhirah there are four main foci of this juz The first one is the glory and magnificence of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala Jalla Jalaluhu. And this is this is visible in many of the of the surah which begin with the glory and magnificence of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. The second part, second fo- focus of this juz is on the signs of the establishment of the day of judgment. Many of the surah begin and end with signs of the day of judgment. The third one is third focus is of on human nature and the reckoning of our lives where we where, where we will be called to account before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the fourth focus is on rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and on jannah and jahannam so these are the uh, four main uh, foci of the uh, juz of uh, juz amma allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described uh, phenomena of our world scenes of the day of judgment uh, hashar jannah and jahannam and the surah that the, that this juz begins with which is surah an-naba is a gist of the message of this whole juz where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began the surah by asking a rhetorical question allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said what are they arguing about what is all the noise what are they arguing about is it about that great news is it about the about that great news the news of the day of judgment and of course allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what it's about and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but he began with this rhetorical question by asking a question so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim amma yatasaalun 'anin nabail azim allazi hum fihi mukhtalifun allah said this is what they are disputing about this is what they are disputing about kalla sayalamuna thumma kalla sayalamun allah said they will find out definitely they will find out and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described his ni'mat and this is the uh, way of bayan of the quran where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes things that we can see that we experience that we know and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deliberately describes things that are apparently small apparently everyday apparently normal because that's what we are experiencing every day but we take it for granted we don't we should we, we should notice these things and we should thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu how many of us thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you can breathe freely how many of you were not aware of the fact that you were breathing freely until i just mentioned it and you don't have to have an asthmatic attack all you need is a blocked nose and then you appreciate the fact that the nose opens and you can breathe freely something which we do on a normal daily basis how many of us are aware that we 
do not have pain when you flex your fingers like this. Ask somebody who has arthritis what happens to them when they, they just want to lift a glass, how much of agony there is in that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded us of the daily things that we see on a daily basis. And he said, Alam najalil arda mihada wal jibala awtada wa khalaquna kumazwaja wa jalna naumakum thubata wa jalna layla libasa wa jalna nahara maasha wa banayna fawqakum sab'an shidada wa jalna sirajan wahaja وَأَنزَلْنَا مِنَ الْمُعْثِرَاتِ مَا أَنزَجَّاجَا لِنُخْرِجَ بِهِ حَبًّا وَنَبَاتًا وَجَنَّاتِنَ الْفَافًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the earth that He spread it for us. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described and mentioned our wives and husbands, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned sleep, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the night and the day, one for rest and one for to earn a living. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the rain, which brings forth the, the, the gardens and the, and, and the crops. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the sky, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spread across the earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the sun and the moon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned all the things that we see on a daily basis, which we benefit from. And illa mashallah, we do not thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu for this. And that's the focus where Allah is bringing this to our attention. Saying that all of this you got, where do you think you got it from? You didn't make the sun, you didn't make the moon. If you can't sleep, if you have insomnia, try and sleep. If you are overcome with sleep, try and stay awake. Then you realize where the power is. When it's night, try to get the day. When, they, when it's day, try to bring darkness. Then you see where the power is. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing all of these things. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws our attention to that which we do not know about. That which we can never know about. Except... When we listen to the one who knows. Who can tell you what happens after you die? Except the one who does not die. Al-Hayyu ladhi la yamut. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws our attention to those days. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna yawma al-fasli kana miqata. يَوْمَ يُنْفَقُ فِي السُّورِ فَتَأْتُونَ فُوَاجًا وَفُتِحَتِ السَّمَاءُ فَكَانَتْ أَبْوَابًا وَسُيِّرَتِ الْجِبَالُ فَكَانَتْ سَرَابًا إِنَّ جَهَنَّمَ كَانَتْ مِرْصَادًا لِلطَّاغِينَ مَآبًا لَابِثِينَ فِيهَا أَهْقَابًا لا يذوقون فيها برضا ولا شرابا إلا حميما وغساقا جزاء وفاقا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and then a day will come when the sur will be blown and then you will come out of your graves afwaja in groups and groves and armies and crowds and that is the day when the Maidan of Hashar will be set up. And that is the day when the Jahannam will be brought close. And Allah told us what the Jahannam is like. Nothing cool, nothing to drink. And those who go there will be there for a very long time. 
And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, who are those people? إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا لَا يَرُجُونَ حِسَابًا وَكَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا كِذَّابًا وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ أَحْسَيْنَاهُ كِتَابًا فَذُوقُوا فَلَنْ نَزِيدَكُمْ إِلَّا عَذَابًا These are the people who used to deny this day. These are the people who used to deny hisab. These are the people who used to deny that they will ever be called to account. These are the people who lived in this world as if there is no death. These are the people who lived in this world as if there is no Allah. These are the people who lived in this world as if they own the world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you can believe whatever you want. But what will happen is what I want. And for people like that, this is the reward. And for them, it will be said to them, the only increase that you will get in that Jahannam is increase in punishment. Nothing will increase except punishment. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the good people. May Allah include us among them. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna lil muttaqina mafaza hadaiqa wa'anaba wa kawaiba turaba wa ka'asan dihaqa la yasma'una fiha lagwan wa la kithaba jaza'an min rabbika ata'an hisaba Jaza'an min rabbik See the beauty of the way Allah describes this Allah did not say this is the jaza from Rabbul Alameen Allah says this is the jaza, the reward from their Rabb Allah is associating himself with his slaves who were obedient to him. Allah says they were obedient and for them there are gardens and companions and all the beauty of Jannah. And this is the, the, the reward from their Rabb for what they used to do. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to do those deeds which will make us among those people who will receive the reward from our Rabb who calls himself our Rabb Jalla Jalalu. And then Allah described himself, and this is the glory and majesty of my Rabb. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Rabbi samawati wal ardi wa ma baynahum ar-Rahman. La yamulikuna minhu khitaba. The Rabb of the heavens and the earth and everything else in between. Ar-Rahman. And nobody can speak to him. Nobody can intercede with him except where the one he gives leave. Except the one he allows. رَبِّ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَ الرَّحْمَانِ لَا يَمُلِكُونَ مِنْهُ خِطَابًا On which day? يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الرُّوحُ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ صَفَّا The day on which the malaika and Ruhul Ameen, Jibreel a.s. will be all standing in row upon row upon row upon row. Imagine my brothers and sisters, we will be there on that day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us safe on that day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us safe from the haibat of that day. May Allah give us the shade of his arsh on that day when there is no shade except his shade. We ask Allah to give us that shade. And what will you see? What will we see? We will see our Rabb Jalla Jalalu. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to see him. The Sahaba asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, how can we see there will be so many people? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, don't you see the sun? No matter how many people there are, don't you see the sun? Don't you see the full moon? We ask Allah, to, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show us his jalwa, to show us his didar in this way, inshaAllah. With khair. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing himself. يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الرُّوحُ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ صَفَّ لَا يَتَكَلَّمُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَذِنَ لَهُ الرَّحْمَانِ وَقَالَ صَوَابَهُ ذَٰيكَ الْيَوْمُ الْحَقِّ Allah said, this 
دے از دا ٹروتھ دلیکل یو ملحق دس ڈے از دا ٹروتھ دس ڈے ول ہیپن world. will see their Rabb on that day. They will know that everything they believed in was false. And the truth had been presented to them, but they refused to believe it. And now they are faced with the truth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna anzarnakum azaban khariba Yawma yanzurul maruma qaddamat yada وَيَقُولُ الْكَافِرُ يَا لَيْتَنِي كُنْتُ تُرَابًا Allah said, when they see the azab close to them, and when they see what their hands have wrought, when they see the deeds that they sent forward and the effect of those deeds on that day, those who denied Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be in such terrible despair that they will say, I wish I was dust. They will not, ask for, they will not even ask for forgiveness. Kuntu turaba. They will say, I wish I was dust. My brothers and sisters, the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came for us to reflect on. It came to warn us of a time which is going to come without a doubt. This life is a life which is a life of test. What we have, everything we have is a test. If we have good, it is a test and if we have evil, it is also a test. If we have wealth, it is a test and if we do not have wealth, that's also a test. If we have health and youth and power and, and, and influence, all of this is a test and the opposite of all of that is also a test. The ulama have said that wealth is a bigger test than poverty. And we are so deceived that we beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, Ya Allah, give me more money, Ya Allah, give me more money. No Nabi ever made dua for money. No, none of the Salaf, none of the great ulama of this deen ever made dua for money. No Sahabi ever made dua for money. What they got from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Alhamdulillah. But no one ever said, give me more. Because they know what happens when you get more. And we are seeing the evidence of that everywhere. Why are you stuck in, in needless... Questions about the use of interest, for example. Although the, uh, the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is absolutely clear. If you are living on a day-to-day existence, believe me, you wouldn't be bothered about interest. Because there's no, you, you are worried about getting your piece of bread. So you would have a halal income and you would, eat, you would be eating halal all your lives. But because Allah gave you money, now you are stuck in the issue of interest. And you want to see how you can, you know, 
find a way around it. Wealth is a test, very, very big test. And I say this over and over again, don't play games with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not play games with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned all of this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began his uh, revelation and that, that those ayat are also part of this juz, which is in Surah Al-Alaq, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Rabbi, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Iqra bismi khalaq. Allah invited Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to read in the name of his, in, in the name of his Rabb who created everything. Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziya rahmatullahi said there are two books of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a book which is an open book which is the, the creation, the universe and there is a book that needs to be opened which is the Quran. And both of these contain ayat of Allah. Both of these contain the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalal. So read the book. Learn Arabic, read the book in Arabic. There are many problems that people have who read the Quran in uh, or who don't understand Arabic and they go and read the English meanings and then they complicate their lives and in the interest issue is one of them. For example, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive the translators. The big problem started because they translated the word riba as usury. Now usury is excessive interest. If you are charging 2%, 5%, 8%, this is not usury. And because the translators, they were going by the by biblical translations. So that's why they translated riba. Allah did not say uh, usury, Allah said interest. But they translated riba as usury and complicated everybody's life. So now people uh, get into all these like, oh, but you see it's a small interest. The basic principle of sharia is that what is haram is haram in all aspects irrespective of quantity. Eating one gram of pork is haram. Eating the whole pig is also haram. You can't, you can't, you can't say, well, you know, I just had one uh, plate of uh, spare ribs, so the rest of the pig is still walking around. Doesn't work like that. Same thing applies in it. As, as a matter of fact, interest is worse because Allah did not declare war on the people who eat pork. Allah declared war on the ones who, who deal with interest. And similarly, other words, and this is a little bit of an aside, but I think it's important. For example, the word rub is translated as lord. Rub is not lord. Rub is not lord. Rub is the one who takes something which is incomplete and nurtures it stage by stage to a state of completion. Where is the lord in this? And when you are trying to Translate it for other people. If you say to somebody, you know, the, Allah is Lord. He says, yes, I, I agree. Because for me, Ganesha is Lord and Krishna is Lord. So he's understanding it in his own his own concept of what is Lord. Whatever he understands by the word Lord. So use the words of the Quran. There's no need to translate unnecessarily things that really should not be translated. You must understand it in the original context and then you are free from all sorts of confusion. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed his kalam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as I mentioned in this, in this, uh, in this juice, Allah mentioned many of his, many of the, um, magnificent things in his creation. Where Allah, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Iza shamsu kuvirat, wa iza nujumun kadarat, wa iza jibalu suyirat, wa iza l'isharu uttilat, wa iza l'buhushu hushirat, wa iza l'biharu fujjirat, وَإِذَا النُّفُوسُ زُبِّجَتْ 
وَإِذَا الْمَوْدَةُ سُئِلَتْ بِأَيِّ ذَنْبٍ قُتِلَتْ This is the question. بِأَيِّ ذَنْبٍ قُتِلَتْ Today they are killing them without, without a reason. They will ask, for what crime was I killed? بِأَيِّ ذَنْبٍ قُتِلَتْ وَإِذَا الصُّحْفُ نُشِرَتْ وَإِذَا السَّمَاءُ كُشِطَتْ وَإِذَا الْجَحِيمُ سُعِرَتْ وَإِذَا الْجَنَّةُ زُلِفَتْ عَلِمَتْ نَفْسٌ مَّا أَحَضَرَتْ Allah saying, when the sun is wound up and loses its light and is overthrown. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the death of the star. The death of our star around which floats our own solar system. And there is no time to go into the the astronomical explanation of the death of stars and how it absolutely matches the way Allah describes it, of wounding up and so on. I mean, I, someday when we have time, I will talk about that. But today we don't have time, so just think about this, the way the words are used. And then Allah says, when the stars fall, when the stars will fall. Again, death of stars. When the stars will fall. And when the mountain shall be made to pass away. In Surah Tanaba, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the mountains in two ways. One is mountains as a sign of the strength and power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as pegs to hold down the tectonic plates of the world so the earth doesn't shake. And the same surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said the mountain when it will flow it will seem to be a, a cloud of dust that flows away. Because the Qudrat and the Quwwat is with Allah Jalla Jalalu. It's not in the mountain. So Allah says when the mountains shall be made to pass away and when the pregnant she camels shall be neglected. This is a sign for the Arabs because for the, in the agrarian Arabian economy of the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the pregnant animal was something that was very precious. And for a shepherd, for somebody who is taking care of animals, it is entirely normal that if an animal is pregnant, then the person literally spends the whole night with that animal, making sure that she doesn't get into some complica- complications in, in, in delivery and so on, and that the uh, the calf is delivered properly. So for them, to neglect a pregnant camel is, is an impossibility. There is no way that you can do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, on the day of judgment, you will do this. And the pregnant she camels will be neglected. And when the wild beasts are gathered together, when the seas will become blazing fire and will overflow. Very simple. Anyone who's done basic chemistry in, in primary school will know. Separate the hydrogen and the, the, the H2O, separate the hydrogen and the atom, atom, atom uh, oxygen atoms and you've got fire. you got some serious fire. That's the, atomic, that's the atomic reaction. And when the souls shall be joined with their bodies and when the female infant buried alive and murdered shall be questioned for what sin she was killed. Today they are bombing them. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save them. Subhanallah, I tell you, I never see those pictures. They send me people, send me videos, send me people. I never see them. But once in a while, I don't know if my thoughtlessness, uh, something happens in WhatsApp and so on. And just today, somebody sent me from there. There's a South African brothers. May Allah bless them and protect them. They are doing some relief work in, in on the Turkish border in Syria. And subhanallah, what pictures. Inna lillahi wa inna lillahi and may Allah bless those doctors. They are doctors voluntarily who are going across the borders and working in those makeshift hospitals. Every day they put their life in danger. And we know people who have lost their lives like that. One of them from our own family here. May Allah bless him and fill his grave with, uh, with nur. 
and give sabr to his to his to his family and allah says and when the written pages of deeds good and bad of every person shall be laid open and when the heaven shall be stripped off and taken away from its place and when jahannam shall be kindled to fierce blaze and when jannah will be brought near and then every person will know what he has brought of good and evil my brothers and sisters i remind myself when you let us think about that where we will know what we brought forth with us what we brought forth with us allah said in surah an-nur zahar al-fasad fi al-barr wal bahr bima kasabat aydi an-nas allah said all this fasad all these problems and trials and tribulations that you are facing in the on the sea and the earth are the result of your deeds bima kasabat aydi an-nas your deeds our deeds go up from our hands and the decisions of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descend from the heavens You may think that abusing your wife in your house is your personal affair it is not it is your deeds and they will bring down certain decisions of Allah You may think that abusing your husband and making his life hell in in, in the in the home is your prerogative It is not if you do that you will call upon yourself the anger of Allah jalla jalalu make no mistake make absolutely no mistake You may think that running wild as a, as a son or a daughter and not taking care of the parents not serving the parents you think this is your your birthright it is not you are sealing your own fate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you may think that abusing people who are working for you and the only reason they take your abuse is because they are taking a salary from you they don't want to lose your salary they are human beings like you they have dignity like you there is no reason on earth why that man must listen to the kind of stuff that you shout at him but he keeps quiet not because he is a great sabir he keeps quiet because he is a poor man he knows that if he says anything he will lose his job and he can't afford to lose his job but wallahi his rabb is watching that His Rabb is watching that, and His Rabb, believe it or not, whether you like to believe it or not, His Rabb is more powerful than you. His Rabb has more money than you. His Rabb has more power than you have. And your every shout, every curse brings down a decision of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Our hands are the most important things in in life. Her hands, I don't mean them literally. I mean them literally and figuratively. Our actions decide our fate. I'm not saying that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala said this ayat of Surah Ar-Rum Allah said all of these trials and tribulations is not because of 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 political maneuvering it is not because of of uh, this group or that group it's not because of the of the of the Jews or the Americans or this one it is our own deeds which are creating these problems for us you want the problems to go away you have to return to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala you have to make tauba you have to straighten your own life don't worry about straightening the the way Saudi Arabia is being run or straightening the way that Egypt is being run straighten your life in your own house first you have no control over Egypt or Saudi Arabia you have got control over your own house straighten the life in your own house and then expand outwards in your society in your masjid in your neighborhood in your city and then see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you inshallah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from ourselves and to protect us from our own amal My dear brothers and sisters Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned his uh, glory and his majesty in this in this uh, surah uh, in this juz Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala then asked a question Allah said is as samaun fatarat wa idzal kawakib tasarat wa idzal biharu fujirat wa idzal quburu bu'sirat alimat nafsum ma qaddamat wa akharat 
يا أيها الإنسان ما غرك بربك الكريم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once again spoke about the glory and majesty of his creation. He said when the heaven is cleft asunder, when the heaven is split open, when the stars have fallen and scattered, when the seas have burst forth, when the graves are turned upside down and throw out their contents, then a person will know what he sent forward and what he left behind. And then Allah is asking a question, Ya ayyuhal insanu ma gharraka bi rabbikal kareem. O man, O insan, O human, what made you careless? What made you thoughtless concerning your Rabb who is Al-Kareem, who is the most generous? How is it that you ignored your Rabb? How is it that you disobeyed your Rabb? How is it that you didn't care about what your Rabb ordered you to do? How did this happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah said, كَيْفَ تَكْفُرُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَكُنْتُمْ أَمْوَاتًا فَأَحْيَاكُمْ ثُمَّ يُمِيتُكُمْ ثُمَّ يُحِيكُمْ ثُمَّ إِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ How can you deny Allah? كَيْفَ تَكْفُرُونَ بِاللَّهِ How can you deny Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You were dead. You were nothing. You were not even a memory. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you life, whatever you have today, today you're walking tall on the earth is because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not because of your greatness. And Allah says, one day, the same Rabb who gave you life will kill you. And then he will give you life once again and to him is your return. How can you deny him? And in the Surah Infitar, Allah is asking the same question. Allah is saying, you will see what you sent forward. And what is it that made you thoughtless? I remind myself and you, my brothers and sisters, let us stop living these lives of thoughtlessness, lives of heedlessness. We are living like morons, absolutely, like robots, without a thought. Day, night, day, night, we're chasing the dunya all the time, we're just con- concentrating on sensation to sensation. Eat this, do that, what not, what not, don't worry about anything else. And if you pray salah, you think you are doing an ihsan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You give him zakah 2.25%, you think you are doing a great favor to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Please, let us stop living like this. Let us live only and only to please Allah, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for that purpose. And then see how Allah puts barakah in your life. But we have to do that first. And Allah is informing us of that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again said, إِذَا ذُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا وَخُرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ وَثْخَالَهَا وَقَالَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا لَهَا Even there the man will say, what is happening? What is happening? What you were informed about is happening. يَوْمَئِذٍ تُحَدِّسُ أَخْبَارَهَا بِأَنَّ رَبَّكَ أُحَالَهَا يَوْمَئِذٍ يَصْدُرُ النَّاسُ وَاشْتَاتًا لِيُرَوْا أَعْمَالَهُمْ فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, when the earth is shaken in the final earthquake, and when the earth throws out its burden, and man will say, what is happening? What is the matter with it? That day the earth will declare its, its information about what happened over it. Of good or evil. The earth will speak. Your silicon chips do that even today. Eh? Silicon is what? Sand. And silicon chips are what your entire IT industry is made on. It's doing it even now. The earth is speaking. Allah said, because your Rabb has inspired it, that day mankind will proceed in scattered groups that they may be shown their deeds. So whoever does good, equal, even equal to the weight of an atom, 
will be shown that deed. He will see it. And if somebody does evil, even equal to the weight of an atom, he will see it. He will see it. He will not just be told about it. He will see it. My brothers and sisters, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from the humiliation of seeing the bad we did. The ulama used to make, make dua. Allah Iqbal one day he made dua and he said, Ya Allah, whatever is I have done, keep it between me and you. Do not show this to Rasulullah sallallahu Rasulullah said, a man will be brought before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. And may Allah make us all that man. And he said, the man will be brought before Allah and Allah will be will speak to the man and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, on this day you did this. And the man will say, Ya Rabbul Alameen, of course. <coughs> and then Allah will remind him of another, say, on that day you did that. And the man will say, Ya Allah, I accept. And he will say, on this day you did this. And he will say, Ya Allah, I accept. And this will go on until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds him of sin after sin after sin. And how can he deny the Rabb who was, who was seeing him when he was committing the sin? A man came to Imam Ahmad, a poet, and he said, I have written a poetry and I, a poem and I want you to tell me if it is right or not. So Imam Ahmad said, let me listen to that. And the first share, the first couplet of this poet, the man, the poet, the, the poem said that, what will I answer? <clears throat> what will I answer my Rabb? If he asks me why I wasn't ashamed to do the sin knowing that he was watching me at that time. The students of Imam Ahmad said the Imam Ahmad cried so much and he cried so much that we thought he would die. With that one share. Allah is saying how is it that you were not ashamed while committing this sin knowing that I was watching you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning this. So, so Rasulullah said, the man will be, Allah will speak to him. And he will say to him, you did this, and you did this, and you did this. A man will, he has to accept, what else will he do? And then he said, the man will say, Ya Rabbal Alameen, it is true I did all of this. It is true I did all of this. But Ya Allah, in the world you did not let anybody see it. In the world people treated me with Izzah. People treated me with honor. Because they did not know all these things which I was doing. You covered me with your, with your cover in the world. But Yalla, today I have been exposed before everybody. Because remember on the day of judgment, your parents are going to be there, your children are going to be there, your grandparents are going to be there, Rasulullah is going to be there, and all the people who honored you in the world, they are all going to be there, and they are going to say, oh my God, this is the man. So the man will say, Yalla, I you covered me in this world, but in this now I have been disgraced before everybody. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, turn around and look. Turn around and look. And the man will turn around and there is a curtain. There is a curtain. Nabi sallallahu said, Allah will say to the man, I covered you in this world and I have covered you now. He said, this is only between me and you. I forgive you going to Jannah. Huh? This is our Rabb. Jalla Jalalu. This is our Rabb Jalla Jalalu. Qarun made a tuhmat, he made a slander, he made a false allegation on Musa alayhi salam. He got a woman, he paid her, he bribed her and he said, say that Musa alayhi salam had sex with you. So in the, in the huge crowd, this woman made a allegation on Musa alayhi salam. 
So Musa salam stood up and he said, in the name of Allah, tell me, is that true? Then the woman, she blew away. I mean, she, there was no way she would, she said, no, I'm sorry, I, I, this is a false allegation. I was, I was, I was bribed by Karun. Musa salam said, ya Allah, give that Karun's fate in my hands. Ya Allah, punish him and give me the control on that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, take it. Musa salam said to the earth, swallow Karun. And Karun sank up to his ankles. Karun started now weeping and crying. He said, please, please, Musa, forgive me, forgive me. Musa salam said, swallow Karun. And Karun sank up to his knees. He begged and pleaded. Musa salam said, swallow Karun. And he went up to his waist. He begged and pleaded, please, I, I apologize. I am sorry. I ap-. Musa salam said, swallow Karun. And swallow Karun went up to his neck. And the man was begging and pleading. And Musa salam said, swallow Karun. And the earth closed over Karun. Kalas. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Musa alayhi salam, Ya Musa, till the end he only asked you. Till the end he only asked you. If he had asked me once, I would have forgiven him. He said, if he had asked me once, I would have forgiven him. My brothers and sisters, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for to make tawbah? How long do we want to live these lives of disobedience to Allah? How long do you want to keep falling into the trap of the arguments of people who are headed for the hellfire? May Allah, may Allah protect them from themselves. How long do you want to wait? Follow the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Straighten out your lives. Straighten out your earnings. Straighten out where you spend money. Straighten out the kind of people you, you, you have, whose company you keep. Believe me, on the day of judgment, there will be people who will weep and cry over the kind of friends they had. We don't want to have friends like that. We do not want to have friends like that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu mentioned his special grace on us. In this month of Ramadan, where he said, Inna zalnahu fi laylatil qadr, wa ma adraka ma laylatul qadr, laylatul qadr khayrun min alfi shahr, tanazzalul malaikatu wa ruhu fiha bi'idhni rabbihim min kulli amr, salam, salamun hiya hatta matulail fajr. Today is one of those nights, today is one of the odd nights, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to grant us Laylatul Qadr. The reward of which is more than 1000 months of worship. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us Laylatul Qadr. Irrespective of which night it is. We ask Allah to grant us that night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu. <coughs> the issue of the uh, night of Laylatul Qadr. There are many ahadith. And uh, in the text of this, which I will send you, I have quoted all of them. And suffice to say that there are hadiths to say that Laylatul Qadr could be on the 21st or 23rd or 25th or 27th or 29th. And there are hadiths to say for all of them that the Sahaba saw the signs of Laylatul Qadr on every one of those nights. So that's another aside to understand this, that if somebody tells you that Laylatul Qadr is on a particular night, then this person is speaking without knowledge. Because that's not what the Sahaba said and that's not what Rasulullah said. So we ask Allah to give us the night, whichever one it is, 
and we try to do our best to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is why Etikaf is a, is a very good thing among many other reasons. One of the, be, one of the main and best reasons is that a person who is a Motakif who has kept the Sunnah Etikaf in the last 10 days of Ramadan, who he got all the nights, the odd nights and the even nights. So inshaAllah al-Mustan, he would have got Laylatul Qadr. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this juz also mentioned his special revelation for his Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالدُّهَا وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَاجَا مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَا وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْهُولَا وَلَصَوْفَا يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَا أَلَمْ يَجِدْكَ يَتِيمًا فَآوَا وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًّا فَهَدَا وَوَجَدَكَ عَائِلًا فَأَغْنَى فَأَمَّا الْيَتِيمَ فَلَا تَقْهَرْ وَأَمَّا السَّائِلَ فَلَا تَنْهَرْ وَأَمَّا بِنِعَمَاتِ رَبِّكَ فَهَدِّثْ In this beautiful surah which is which was revealed especially to comfort Rasulullah sallallahu And again, for want of time, I'm not going into the azbab and nuzul of all these surahs, which is something worth studying. But this is surah is for the Prophet sallallahu And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforts him, reminds him of his, of his mercy and grace. And in this surah, there is this beautiful ayah, وَلَا سَوْفَ يُوْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَ And Allah says, on that day, your Rabb will give you until you are pleased. Allah is talking about Nabi sallallahu on the day of judgment. Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib radiallahu once he said to people, he said that people say that the ayah of greatest hope in the Quran, the ayah of greatest hope in the Quran is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu said, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَتُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الظُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Oh my slaves who have transgressed amongst, uh, against yourselves, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Indeed and surely Allah forgives all sins. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الظُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ And verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful and the most forgiving. So, Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib said that people say, that this is the ayah of greatest hope. And of course, it is indeed the ayah of great hope. Because Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, if you make tawbah, I will forgive. Whatever sin, there is no sin that Allah does not forgive for the one who makes tawbah. But Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib said that for us, Ahlul Bayt, that is not the ayah of greatest hope. He said the ayah of greatest hope is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to his Nabi, Wala sawfa yu'tika rabbuka fatarda. Allah said, on that day of judgment, I will give you until you are pleased. And Sayyidina Ali said, he will not be pleased until a single one of his ummati goes into Jahannam. He he will not be pleased even if one goes into Jahannam. He will not be pleased until every single one of them is forgiven and entered into Jahannam. And that is the eye of hope for us because his Rabb promised him, I will give you until you are pleased. And we know he will not be pleased unless everybody is forgiven. This is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is our hope. And who is this Muhammad Sallallahu Whose sign you remove from your face every morning. Think about this, my brothers. Where have you got these 
these values from Allah knows best. Please, time to change is now, 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 now. People keep a little bit of a scrub on their face in, the, in, in Ramadan. And of course the first breeze of uh, Eid al-Fitr, that scrub goes away. Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? Honor the Prophet ﷺ. Because on the day of judgment, you and I are going to need him. Honor the Prophet ﷺ. If somebody dishonors the Prophet ﷺ, reject them, leave them, discard them. Sayyidina Ali said he will never be pleased until every single one of his ummah is forgiven by Allah Jalla Jalla. And he said that is our hope. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is our hope. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also revealed for Rasulullah sallallahu another surah which is surah to sharh where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Alam na shurah laka sadurak wa wadana anka bizurak alladhi anqada zaharak wa rafana laka zikrak فَإِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرًا إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرًا فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَانْصَبْ وَإِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ فَرْغَبْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again mentioned his, his, his favors on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa And Allah said, have you not opened your breast for you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa refers to understanding and, and, and to the, the special favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, and we have removed from you your burden, which weighed down on your back, and we raised high your, fra- your fame. وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ أَشَدْوَنَّ مُحَمَّدَ الرَّسُولُ اللَّهِ Is the call that echoes across the world, around the world, 24 hours, from masjid to masjid, starting in one end of the world and going right around the world, 24-7. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised the name of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent salat and salam on his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who can dishonor the Prophet after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offered, uh, honored him? In Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammad. Kama salli ta'ala Ibrahima wa ala Ali Ibrahima innaka ahmidun majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammad. Kama barik ta'ala Ibrahima wa ala Ali Ibrahima innaka ahmidun majid. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, We have raised your, your fame. So verily with hardship there is relief. Maal usri yusra. Not ba'd al-usri. Even there, even that ayat is there in the Quran. Well, I said, ba'd al-usri yusra. After, after, uh, hardship, there is relief. But in this surah, Allah said, with the hardship, there is relief. And my understanding of that is with the hardship, the, the slave calls on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the most disobedient one, when there is trouble, he said, ya Allah, ya Allah, ya Allah. When he something pains, that ya Allah. And this is relief because calling to, the, to his rub is relief. Calling to his rub is relief. When he could get up and sit and sit down without pain, he forgot his rub. But when he gets up and sits down and his back pains or his knees pains, he says, Ya Allah, Alhamdulillah, the pain is a mercy. Alhamdulillah that the pain came. Alhamdulillah the pain is a, is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then said, And when you have finished with your occupation in the day and so on and so forth, then stand up to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is tahajjud. And to your Rabb alone, turn all your intentions and your hopes and your du'as. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed that surah, which was the uh, bashara of the culmination of the work of Rasulullah and the news that his mission had 
was completed and that he was due to return to his Rabb. Surah Al-Nasr, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذَا جَاءَ نَصُرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسَ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ تَوَّابًا When the Nusrat of Allah comes to, to you, when the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to you, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and this, is, this refers to the, the, the opening of Makkah, the Fatah Makkah. And you see that the people enter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's religion, Islam, in crowds. Glorify the praise of your Rabb and ask for forgiveness. Verily, He is the one who accepts repentance and forgives. I have spoken in detail on this uh, some time ago in the Fajr Reminder, so I won't, um, I won't, I won't uh, explain that more. But this surah is talking about also behavior when you, are, when you have success and what a muttaqi must do when he has success. And then in the surah, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the closing of the uh, of the message, which means be, be, uh, coming back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the announcement of the uh, passing away of Rasulullah Ibn Abbas radiallahu says that I was a young man, I was uh, not very old at that time, I was, I was a young man. When in the time of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab Sayyidina Umar would invite me to sit in the majalis of the senior sahaba. And somebody once objected and said, why is this uh, boy here in our gathering? Because they are all senior people, they are old as, old, old as his father, maybe older. So they said, why is this, why do you call this Amir Mumin? Why do you have this young boy here with us? So Sayyidina Umar didn't say anything. Uh, next meeting he took Ibn Abbas to that meeting, Radiallahu and uh, he said to the people, he said, what do you say about this surah? And he, he, he recited this surah, surah to Nasr. And the sahaba said, this surah refers to Fatah Makkah, this surah refers to the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so on. So each person said that. And then Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab asked Ibn Abbas, he said, what do you, what is your understanding of this surah? And Ibn Abbas said, this surah is the bashara of the death of Rasulullah sallallahu This surah is talking about the passing away of Rasulullah sallallahu so, the, so Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab turned to the people and he said, that is why I call this boy, because his understanding is much better than anybody else's. Allah gave him the ta'wil of the Qur'an. And how did that happen? The beautiful hadith which I have mentioned to you many times before. I never tire of repeating these things again and again. Alhamdulillah, this repetition is good for us. Ibn Abbas radiallahu says that I saw Rasulullah waking up for tahajjud. What must have been that time? Maybe 2 o'clock, maybe 1 o'clock, Allah knows best, right? Middle of the night. And Ibn Abbas is not saying he, he woke up and woke me up. He's saying, I saw him waking up, which means what was Ibn Abbas doing? And Ibn Abbas was less than 10 years old at the time. This little boy was in the khidmat of his, of his, of his own cousin. Nabi Sallallahu was his cousin. He was sleeping in the same room as the Prophet Sallallahu He was in the khidmat of the Prophet Sallallahu and he was so conscious of this, of this thing that he was not sleeping. This little boy, 8 years old or 9 years old, is not even sleeping because he is in the khidmat of the Prophet And he says, I saw him wake up and he sat up on his bed and he lifted his right finger to the sky and he recited the last two ayat of, of Surah Al-Baqarah from Aman al-Rasul to the end. And he said, I ran to get water for him, for wudu. I brought water, I helped him to make wudu and when he finished wudu, he put his blessed hand on my chest and he made dua for me and he said, Oh Allah, give him the understanding of the Quran. And Ibn Abbas is the first Mufassir of the Qur'an as a result of the dua of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
My brothers and sisters, they worked for it. Believe me, they worked for it. They didn't get it for free. How on earth do you think that you and I are going to get it for free? The Sahaba worked for what they got. They worked very, very hard. They spent everything they had, including their lives, and then Allah gave them darajat. You want to get it for nothing? You want to get it by doing a little bit of haram here and there because you feel like doing it and still you want the darjat of the sahaba? How is it going to happen? Stop fooling yourself. Stop fooling yourself. I don't make the rules, I don't break the rules. We come to the last of the surah, which end, which ends with, with, uh, last of the juz, which comes with, uh, which ends with tawheed, uh, tawheed uluhiyat, tawheed rububiyat, and the dua of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the la- in the last three surahs, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ وَحَدِ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدِ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدِ وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned His glory, His magnificence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the fact that He and only He is the, is the one who is worthy of worship, that He has no, uh, no children and uh, He is not from anything and He wasn't born and He was, didn't beget. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a samad. Allah is free from all want and everything in the world, in His creation, they want and need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the two surahs, uh, which are really surahs of dua, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقُ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقُ وَمِنْ شَرِّ غَاسِقٍ إِذَا وَقَبُ وَمِنْ شَرِّ النَّفَّاثَاتِ فِي الْوَقَدِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَاسَدِ Allah said, say, I seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Rabb of the Falaq, the Rabb of the daybreak, from the evil of what He has created, and the evil of the darkening night as it comes with its darkness, and from the evil of witchcraft when they blow in the knots, and from the evil of the jealous person when he is jealous or she is jealous. The evil of the envier when they envy. This is dua. This is dua and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us how to make this dua. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept this dua for all of you and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from everything that is mentioned in the surah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this surah to nas, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ nas, مَلِكِ nas, إِلَاهِ nas, مِنْ شَرِّ الْوَسْوَاسِ الْخَنَّاسِ الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس. Allah subhanahu wa taala said, "Say, I seek refuge with the Rabb of mankind, Rabbul Nas, the King of mankind, Ilahin Malikin Nas, and the Ilah of mankind, Ilahin Nas, from the evil of the whisperer, the devil who withdraws from his whispering in one heart. What Allah subhanahu wa taala remembers." The specific mention of the shaitan who whispers, the wasabis of shaitan. So this is a, a good surah also to read before uh, when you are, when you stand in, uh, for salah and when you before you start your salah, read the surah with uh, understanding and ask for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's protection from the wasabis of shaitan so that we can get concentration in our salah. And then Allah says the one this this is the shaitan, the one who whispers in the breasts of mankind of jinn and men. So this is the surah of that. Uh, Imam Ahmad uh, recorded from Uqba bin Amir anhu, and he said when I was leading the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa along one path, Rasulullah was riding uh, his camel or his mount and Uqba bin Amir was leading him. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said to Uqba, 
mount up right so Uba said that I did, I did not refuse because of disobedience I'm meaning to say that he was conscious of the adab that he didn't want to be riding if the Prophet Sallallahu was walking but he also didn't want to disobey the Prophet Sallallahu so he said right so he says uh, I uh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi got down and I uh, rode and uh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi then uh, was walking and then he said to Uqba, he said, oh, Uqba, should I not teach you two surahs that are the best two surahs that people recite? And this was a way of teaching of Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi He used to ask a question and that's a beautiful way of teaching because when you ask the question, you draw the attention of the person to what you're going to say. So instead of just saying something, if you say, shall I tell you this? Then you wake up and you say, yeah, please tell me. Now you tell the person, the person has got more attention to that. So this was a very common way in which the Prophet Sallallahu taught people. So he said, shall I not teach you two surahs, which are the best of the two surahs that people recite? And Uqba bin Amir said, Ya Rasulullah, definitely please teach me. And so he said, the messenger of Allah Sallallahu taught me to recite Qul A'udhu bi Rabbil Falaq and Qul A'udhu bi Rabbil Nas. And, uh, and then he said, what do you think, O Uqba, recite these two surahs whenever you go to sleep and whenever you wake up. And this is a hadith in uh, Nasai and Abi Dawood, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from the, all the evil of his crea- that, he, that he created. We, are, we seek the refuge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all kinds of evil where, of anything that he created. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from ourselves and from our own nufus, from our own desires and false desires. We ask Allah to save us from our false friends. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from all kinds of shar in this life and in the hereafter. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with you. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this Quran a part of our lives. Daily living, walking, talking, sleeping, breathing. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill your lives with the barakah of the Quran. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill your qulub, your hearts with the nur of the Quran. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you living, walking, talking models of the Quran, which means the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The one who separates the Quran from the sunnah is a kafir, he is a murtad, he is out of Islam. Please understand this very clearly. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save you from the company of such people and from the wasabis of these people because these people are the, the children of shaitan who, who put wasabis in the hearts of people. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save you from the wasabis of such people. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you firm on the sunnah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because that is the single and only way to reach the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu. That is the only way which, which converts every action of ours into an action of ibadah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with you and never to be displeased. Wa sallallahu ala nabi al-kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya rahman rahim.